Massive fucking welcome to probably the guest I've I've talked about wanting to get on from as soon as we started the podcast. I actually went back and had a listen to the third episode, like just to go through and just have, like cringe about what we used to be like. Yeah. And you mentioned him in that third episode. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Much sought after. What are we? Episode forty-three. Yeah. So <laughs> forty-three eps in the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Mr. Mark Ryan, one of my favourite uh, comics and one of my favourite human beings, uh, Mr. Mark Ryan. Welcome to Wormholes. Well, thank you for having me on your show. It's uh, I look forward to it. I've actually been wanting to come on the show. Fuck yeah! But I don't ask. For anything so. well i think uh, it's a pretty good blend of shit that you like right we talk about comedy we talk yeah. about music we talk about mental health i think that's pretty much the trifecta of mark ryan that's so sure yeah 100 now yeah. uh obviously let's start with some jealousy um yeah. myself and and uh ryan here got to see ghost inside oh uh, i don't even uh, unify. oh i don't even um, like that that was my son's 13th birthday i don't even like him that much <laughs> like i missed out on that did you almost go did you think about going when I you saw about them? it and then I've told him now, if, if they CGI ever. come back, fuck you. Yo, I don't yeah. care if it's your 18th, your wedding, yeah, I'm care. fucking going. Don't your care. funeral, anything, I'm going, all right? Oh, I'm even, going. His funeral wouldn't even care. <laughs> now, <laughs> that, are they, would they say you're the favourite band? You're wearing the jacket, we talk yeah, about they, CGI. They, they'd have to be my favourite band. Yeah. I, look, because I grew up, so I'm four, oh, fuck, I'm 40. Are you? Yeah. You don't look 40. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't no, look 40, 40 at all. Man. You look 80, 38 but, um, at most. <laughs> 39 at the most. 39 at the most. I wouldn't no, say so, 40. Like. So I, I grew up in the early hardcore scene. So I remember watching I Killed the Prom Queen at the Underground. Fuck yeah, um, dude. And there, there was a band back then, Embodiment 1214. Yeah. Like, they were my, they're probably my favourite band. And another band, Seraphs Cole, who were like a punk yep. rock. Yeah, okay. And, um, I remember them. Yeah, and the, the, that dude Dan Jones used to like sing and drum at the same time, and no so shit. I've got a heap of always. A, I have a massive yeah. fucking respect for people that can oh. drum and sing at the same time because so, it's just and like we talk like back when I was eighteen, like we had Day Contempt as well that were just starting, um, a heap of stuff like that. But now I think Ghost Inside are definitely my taking favorite. a spot. Oh, definitely my yeah. favorite band ever. Like even today I went for a run and I was like, all right, after this song I'll switch. I'll switch songs and then I'll switch, you know, because I get a bit bored. And I was like, no, nah, you can't. You just, you just can't. You just can't, can't go wrong. You're like, yeah. Yeah. oh, damn it. It's another one. Yes. So, what's your favorite Ghost Inside album then? Oh, no, I don't like. Or are you just more like get a playlist or go, go on the play, artist like, and just go? Yeah, just go. Because yeah. probably my favorite song is um, Dear Youth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking good song, man. Um, but even Falling. Fallen in the Fury. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's my favorite album, I reckon. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's close. Hey, like, like Line War and stuff yeah, like that. Brave. The breakdown of Line War is, so is good. one of the most, like, punch everyone around you. Yeah. But I don't know, even the the, the latest one, the, the newest one, the self-titled yeah. one, that's, yeah. that album's pretty solid. Like, what was the first single that came out from that? The one that's like, do, no, no. Starts out really quiet. Is it the one after where they're out in the front? Yeah, after after that's yeah. it. When I first heard that, man, I was like, they're fucking back, baby. It gave me oh, the biggest like, fucking yeah, good response dude. of all time. I, I remember a, a, a mate of mine, um, and we'll probably talk about him after if we talk about mental health, but a dude I do heaps of mental health stuff with, his brother runs a radio station or runs a night at a radio station in Wyala. Okay. So he sent me a message. He was like, hey, turn on your, turn on your phone or send me the link. So listen to this. And so he's like, hey, this song goes out to my brother Mark Ryan. Uh, there's a ghost inside and I was like 
But when you hear it on the radio, it's so much different. Yeah. It was like 11 o'clock and I kicked the, like, the, the kitchen table, like the, the coffee <laughs> table. I was like, oh! Throwing hands, yes! baby. Like, <laughs> oh, man, this is so good. That's like, fucking awesome. But everything Fuck, that song yeah. means as well, because that's the thing about the ghost inside. Like, everything they talk about has got a meaning, hey? Yeah, Like, man. it's yeah. all, yeah. you know, like... Well, I kind of feel like... I was actually thinking about this in preparation for this episode because, you know, from my conversations with you, you're very much, you love that, like, that that uplifting hardcore, that kind of yelly scream, you yeah. know, where you, it's very clear, you can hear the vocals, it's got that kind of, you know, that that generic, not generic, but like that classic hardcore sound. Yeah. But I kind of feel like we're, we're, we don't have as much of that as we, there was a period of time when yeah. Ghost Aside first came up yeah. where there was a lot of that kind of music. And I kind of feel like we've moved away from it a bit. So yeah, I've noticed that too. It's, now. Um, it, it's not like they, they, the band will like pick a, like a, a mood almost. And then they'll run with that mood for like two or three albums. Like, so like, so you get the dark and eerie and then yeah. you've got like the, you don't get the inspirational, like hardcore, hardcore anymore. anymore like Earthcaller is probably one of the ones that I feel like are still doing that a bit. Yeah. Like having that meaningful, you know, that really fucking, there's a message behind yeah. it kind of hardcore, especially out of, for us here in Australia. Mm. There's probably not as much of it as what there was. And there was a period of time where there was a lot of ghost inside-ish type yeah. bands um, to get around. And same with Adelaide, like that, yeah. there was that time around like Double Drag and all of them where they were, yeah. that, that, that sound was fairly distinct um, in Adelaide as well. So I hope that it, it'll have a resurgence. It will, it'll fucking, it will. It'll come full circle again and uh, yeah. we'll get Everything that uplifting. Does. Everything, Everything does. Everything comes full circle. Like I've even heard there's a bit of a punk scene now. Is there really? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, they're starting to come back. Yeah, so okay. I'm, I'm keen. I said so. I'm keen for checking out some gigs. I haven't seen yeah. a gig. So, I, you know, actually, I had a dream the other night. Have you ever gone back into dreams? Like, have you ever woken up from a dream and gone, oh, I need to get back need to get there. back in there? Yeah. Like, sometimes I like try and go back to sleep. You never get thrown back in the same dream. Dude, well, I never do. I, I have, but I, sometimes what happens is you go back into it, but then it ends up changing like so you go back in and you're like all right here we go and then it's fucking go it takes a left turn into fucking <laughs> into something chaos. completely different yeah, yeah. Well, this, this this probably about a week and a half ago i had this really weird dream and i was in a warehouse and tgi were playing wow and then i went to leave and i was like what the fuck are you doing like you don't <laughs> why <leave."> are you leaving <laughs> like, and so I, I i prayed i was like god get me back into that dream and yeah. i went back in there and i listened to like like until my alarm really was going off. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. And that was... A, and you got back in. You yeah, got, back got back into in. the gig. Shit. I got back in. It was sick. That's sick, like, dude. I still had my stamp and they yeah, fucking... Sure they let me through. They let me back in. It was so good, man. Yeah. What would cool. you say... Have you got a favourite show that you have ever seen? I reckon the first time I ever saw Ghost Inside at Fowler's. Oh. Fowler's. Yeah, Amity right. Oh, um, shit. How long ago was that? Amity on the bill. Oh, that would have been... So Jake Batista from um, oh what's Michael was the lead singer. What's that band? Abandoned oh, on Hope. Oh yeah. yeah. We just so, ha- we just had their drummer on the last did, yeah. episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake, I worked with Jake, and he gave me uh, a CD. Like, it was the first Ghost Inside. Like, go listen to this; it will change your life. Yeah. yeah. And sure enough, yeah, it fucking yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> and then they play. I can't remember who they were opening because they weren't. Maybe Amity with a headliner. Yeah, okay. well, but it yeah, would have right. still been, yeah, it would have been like young. At like Fowler's, like yeah. That time. Fowlers, yeah. And that True. was insane. Yeah, that, that would have been killer. That would have been. Oh, some of my favourite gig memories are at Fowler's. Like, it's just. Yeah, dude, me too, such man. such good sound in there. Yeah. Uh, it was just, the layout was awesome. I just love that fucking place, man. They just booked good fucking shows. Yeah, hey, I, I've seen um, As They Dying. 
Yep. Yeah, that's wow. how it was. That was sick. Yeah. Um, August Burns Red. Oh. Yeah, that was, day, yeah that was the day when you was old because they're like, we've got eight songs left. And I was like, fuck, just three. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just three. My, back, my back's pretty sore. <laughs> yeah. Like, just three. Have you been there since they've re. Nah. No, actually, I haven't been to a I haven't been there either, dude. So they've got a bar right. in the. In the main bit now. What's it called what now? So in the mosh, yeah. Lion so in that Arch, mo- yeah. where the mosh was, yeah. they've expanded that. Yeah. The stage is in the corner now instead yeah. of being all the way across. And there's a fucking bar at the back of the room. So instead of having to walk all the way out to that one yeah, bar, yeah. they've now got fucking two in there. Yeah, yeah. wow. Oh, and true. they've built like an outdoor actual smokers area instead of you just standing out in the fucking alleyway. There's actually yeah, wow. a dedicated area oh, cool. that's like... Cool. So yeah, they've right. done some upgrades and stuff to it, but they've still kept it. Pretty well the fucking same. So, yeah. um, there was sick though. Oh, like, yeah. So, they always had good sound yeah. and yeah. they would just run well and they just booked fucking and awesome The community shows. there was dope as well. I remember yeah. going, when I was like, yeah, 15, 16, going to shows there like House vs. Hurricane and um, Broken Scarlet and stuff yeah, like Broken that. Scarlet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on, and then, like, someone would get knocked and then someone, there'd be like five people ready to lift them back up again, yeah. you know? Like, it was just that well, kind of community. I think the fact they did so many all ages, they like, you yeah. think about how many shows they did that were all ages there that, you know, is just, and then again, it was just a good community. You never really heard of any fuckery happening or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was just it was such a a lot of people have a fond memory about that time of being between sort of 14 and, and 19 and yeah, going yeah. to all these shows which was, I was older than that like I remember seeing um, Comeback Kid yeah, yeah wow. true they were, they were wild yeah, that's cool that, yeah they're yeah, fucking they were cool. awesome um, but then even like before that they, they used to do these commu- I don't know if they still do them because I'm just not around the scene but they used to do these um, community shows which was like so they're on at the Irish club or they'd be in these weird places in Adelaide and the bands would just set up on the floor. And oh, so you couldn't that's actually killer. see the bands. Like, like you could see them above people's heads and you'd have to look over. Yeah. But it was all run by Straight Edge as well. Yeah, okay. And like, so like you have Day Contempt, Embodiment were there. Um, bands would come over from interstate. Yeah. And these shows were wild, hey, because they just... Yeah, like, floor shows, bro. Oh, oh, yeah, man. Saying. You don't like, get that anymore. No, you, you don't, don't get floor shows. so protected these yeah. days. Like, they're not doing a show if they've got it. But like, there's that period of time where people just wanted to fucking play. There was none of yeah. the... None of, and obviously, you know, Rona makes it fucking difficult when you've got to have so many restrictions and bullshit anyway. But there was a time where people just wanted to fucking play music and they yeah. were happy to do it in any situation or no matter for what it was for, they just they just loved that atmosphere of just fucking playing. And, and it's unfortunately kind of gone away a bit from that now, which is sad. But yeah. Um, yeah. again, hopefully, like anything. Hopefully, we'll get, yeah, so hopefully it all again. rolls back around. And I think that, that'll be one of the things, and I think it's already happening, like, you know, uh, people are just fucking keen now to play shows and do stuff yeah. and, um, you know, I did my my first show back after Corona doing comedy was fucking at the ones that you were doing at the Duke. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was the first time I felt fucking nervous properly since I started. Like, I, I don't really get nervous for shows anymore. And uh, but that night, I mean, obviously, yeah. I got married the day before, so I didn't really <laughs> yeah. didn't really work on my set because I got married on three days' notice, and uh, so that obviously contributed to my nerves. But yeah, I was just genuinely, and it's just crazy that that amount of time off, like five months without doing it, and especially on the other side of that, five months was the most hectic run I've yeah. ever done through the fringe. But yeah, it's you know, it's it is like riding a bike, but it isn't because you know that first kind of time. How did you find? After having a break as well oh, through Rona with comedy. Oh, man. I, my first proper shows back were in Port Lincoln. And so what happened is before Corona, I'd been booked to do um, a series of shows called um, Two Two Blokes and the Black Dog on drought-affected communities yep. on Air Peninsula. And we had seven shows lined up. 
And then the day before I was about to leave, I was getting tattooed and um, I got the message. And it, it was coming. Like, we, you know, we saw when corona first hit, we saw the restrictions kick in day after day after day. Yeah, and yeah. I knew it was coming. I just didn't want it. Yeah, because you, you were so ready to go in this yeah. massive tour and it was for a good cause too. It was like, for a good cause and it yeah. was... It was paid by the government, so the money was the best money I'd ever earned. And you're yeah. just kind of like, oh. And then I remember getting tattooed and the message came through and they say, it's like, ah, oh, it's all done. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then after, and then they said, no, we've still got the funding, so it's just postponed. It's not cancelled. Oh, no, that's good then, yeah. And in September, so after everything kind of levelled off and it, we got through the worst part of it, they said, oh, the tour's back on. It's in September. And... It just worked out that a friend of mine owns a, a winery in Lincoln and he was like, oh, do you want to come do some shows with me? And there was me, John Bennett and uh, Gordon Southern. Yeah, wow. Um, that, they'd organised to come over uh, and they're like, you want to come do these shows? And it, that was the two days before I was leaving to go on this tour on Air Peninsula. It's like, oh, it works out perfect. Right? Fuck I yeah, have dude. a little holiday. Yeah. In between, I got an Airbnb to myself and, yeah, and I did these awesome. shows and I got up. I was booked for 25 minutes. And I got up and I got 10 minutes through and went. <gasps> Too rusty. Too rusty. I've forgotten every. I'm like, I forgot. And I'm blank. I'm like looking no. at this going, do you know jokes? Like, I've got nothing. Were you just doing crowd work for the rest of it, basically? I, I, I just went into sympathy mode, right? I was oh, like, no. Like, I was like, yeah, I, I tried running a 100 kilometer race last year, like this this year, and I, I only got 50K through, and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> don't feel bad for yourself. I'm like, yeah, but I do. Like, I was just going, like, oh, no. Do I do? Emptying the fucking tank, yeah. Like, I was just like, I've got. And then I got home from that gig, and I was like, oh, man. I've got to do an hour for seven nights in a row after this. Like, yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. So, like, I, because I, I don't record my sets. Like, I just kind of, I've got a basis for what I do and like a framework. All right. And then let's just go from there. And then I'm like, just all day, I'm like trying to find old sets off the internet. Like, I'm just trying Fuck. to find something. You were digging through the well, archives, man. Anything, just going, Shit. what do I do? Like, how do I? How do, you know, how do you get back to... Because I remember after doing the 30 gigs in 30 days, and you would have found this after Fringe, you're bulletproof. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd do it. Fucking get me up there. Well, that, there was the Friday night, which was the night before I got my set properly recorded. And uh, my it was all my workmates coming. Yeah. And my boss knocked us off at 4 o'clock. My show didn't start till 9. I was fucking blind. I was <laughs> out the back of the our green room yeah. with a fucking sack of water because I started to feel the hangover because I'd stopped drinking. <laughs> oh, no, like, no. Hangover for you and went on. But I drank that much that I was like started to feel the dry mouth before I went on. So I was fucking sculling water. And my boss recorded the show and it was all right. Like for, yeah. the, for, the, for how drunk I knew I was, but because <laughs> I'd already done... I'd done all of Next Gen and yeah, then yeah. I'd done 10 of my 12 shows at this one. It was just fucking, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a couple of words didn't get pronounced as, as beautifully as <laughs> they should have, but it was still just rock solid. Whereas yeah. like, you know, you compare that to the first show that I did back at that Duke where I was yeah. just, you know, it, it's you've had five months off and you're a bit frazzled. It just doesn't, it's not the same at all, man. It's oh, crazy. No, yeah. It's It takes takes time to get back into the swing of things for it's definitely sure. definitely muscle. It's definitely, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely muscle. Like, you know, and that's the thing, right? When people talk about doing gigs or do everything you can. Like, yeah, you know, just get out. Like, there, don't, be, yeah. don't be precious about what gets paid or what doesn't get paid. Like, if you're, if you're serious about doing your art form, just work. Yeah. Because yeah, the more it. you work, the more you learn. And, yeah. you know, like, 
It's just the way it is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you you want time to to like be able to practice, and then when you go on that that massive gap anywhere, you don't necessarily have to be playing in front of two, three hundred people straight away. No. Go in front of 10, 15 people, yeah. and like you know, get get the rust off, like you were yeah. saying. You know, like well, they're the ones that are the best anyway. If you can make fucking 10, 15 people lose their mind and have a great night, because yeah. for me, I find that if I've got a room of you know 50, 60, 100 people, that's easy because you've only got to make twenty of them laugh for it to sound like people are laughing anyway. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Whereas when you've got a room of ten, if you can make that not seem like a shit gig, you've done a fucking <laughs> yeah, great yeah, job. And yeah. I've done that, you know. It's, yeah. it, and, and you would have done that. You did that on your bloody thirty gigs in thirty days. You had a couple of seven or eight nights in that yeah. thirty day run, didn't you? Yeah. And you fucking had a great time. But it's almost taking it back to again, like what we talk about with the hardcore scene. Like, what are you doing it for? Like, yeah. are you doing yeah. it? Are you doing it to get paid, or are you doing it because you love, love exactly right. You got to yeah. love your art. You got to be passionate about. It. Otherwise, no no money's ever going to be enough, man. Right. Right. And your feedback that you got, like some of the stories that you told me, and we will get to that in a second because um, I want to kind of go through your comedy career. But um, the feedback that you were getting on that thirty days, the blokes that were coming up to you and breaking down or asking for a hug or whatever, is just again that's what you're doing it for. That's you're not doing it for the fucking payday. You're doing it to for someone to leave that show feeling different than what they walked in. Well, that's, well, that's the gift is like and not everyone like don't get me wrong like not everyone does it for that like people no, just mm. want to plainly tell jokes which is cool like that's but I kind of figure if I've got a voice and people are happy to listen then you know, you know we're in in a and again like we're in a hidden pandemic now yeah when it comes to suicide and everyone's too scared to talk about suicide mm. everyone wants to dance around it and oh so it's mental health no fuck it call it what it is yeah it's exactly right suicide yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, this is the biggest thing even with state legislation and stuff that the state or people can only, um, like, journalists can only write certain things yep. because right. it triggers people. Or, okay. But you know what? Or they can't say certain words or you can't do this or you can't mention method. There's a whole lot of stuff that, you know, people aren't allowed to mention. Fuck it. People are still taking their life either way. Like, yeah. Whether you mention yeah. it or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well... Exactly. Well, we right. talked about this a lot through our, uh, you know, the conspiracies that we f talked about with Rona. But we said about one of the craziest things is that there's no no discussion, no conversation about the impact that the lockdowns were having on, and how many people were either ringing the the, the mental health lines or taking their life or, or yeah. at risk or whatever. None of that. It's never all just once, fear, fear, fear. Cases, never cases. once was it brought up that that was a, a, a byproduct of it, and it was fucking real. You know, yeah. the amount of people that we knew that were that really struggled through that period or that did. You know, I had a mate that took his life in in the lockdown of yeah. last year, um, and you know, so and it was just never mentioned, never no. mentioned at all. And yeah. you know, it, it's obviously never talked about fucking ever. But that was a time where it was like, you know, here's a, a, a possibility for them to highlight, hey, this is something. But no, nah, it was just and, all the same. And they'll still bury the suicide statistics anyway. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, just to make the like keep the the shift away from a positive, you know, mental mental health like attitude yeah. they'll keep the focus on cases virus this death this they won't talk about the the mental health impact of the pandemic at all i don't think i reckon they might sneak out or oh, x amount of people died but they, they're not going to do new segments about it like they no. have with everything else no that's right like, but, that, but here's the thing so and i i mean only because I, I work a bit in this space and I, I might be totally wrong but as far as i understand so new south wales have a live count of how life, if someone takes their life tonight, yep. then tomorrow it gets reported by the coroner as a suicide. Right. Yep. But South Australia, we're a year behind. So 
they don't actually let people know how many people have taken their life until the reporting year comes up. So yeah. how do you, how is that helpful? Yeah. Like, yeah, like exactly you know, right. so they get to, you know, reporting season. And again, I don't know when it is. I just know that's, we, yeah. you know, we're kind of a year behind all the stats. So how does that help the people that are trying to work on it? Yeah. Exactly go, right. Oh, yeah. hang on a sec. So we had 10% extra this year. Oh, shit, we should have done something. Yeah, yeah. It's what? like too little too like, late, you know? Too little, like, too late. Fucking like, hell. Like, come on. Like, you've got to get up to date with yeah. be serious about it. Well, I saw something recently where they're like, it came out in the budget and they're like, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to provide in, in this year's budget, look how cool we are being progressive with mental health. We're going to offer 30 days of care after you try and commit suicide. And someone shared it and they were like, or yeah. crazy fucking idea. Yeah. How about we try and prevent them trying to take their life in the first place? Yeah, exactly. So you're offering something after someone's already done it, and and I believe I don't know the statistic, but I believe that there's all there's usually a statistic as well that backs up like once they've already attempted it. There's a if they've attempted it and been unsuccessful, there's usually a correlation between that and another attempt happening later in the future as well. So you need to try and get you, the idea should be try and stop them from ever getting to that fucking point. Not once they've gotten to that point, being like, oh well, you can give us a call now if you know what I mean. It's just it seems so dumb to focus on the wrong it's, part of the fucking problem. It's so far behind. Like we're so far behind we're always reactive yeah, yeah. Always i think reactive. i think that's society as well not just south australia or no, australia no, no, in general it's, society. it's like it's like that saying it's like it's not healthcare; it's sick care yeah. because they don't do any pre- preventative like measures or management or anything like that it's just once you're already sick once you've already got a problem then let's try and figure out how to solve it so instead of fucking around with that why don't we actually just teach people to live healthy, teach people to think healthy, you know, exercise, eat well, you know, yeah. get some sun. None of that ever gets fucking mentioned and that's the massive problem with this shit, man, like, yeah. honestly. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's all, it's all like, and good luck to the people that, that put the post up. Like, I'm not having a crack at anyone, but, like, you see on Facebook, you know, my, my kettle's always on, the beer's, the fridge is always open, you, the door, you can always, after someone takes their life. But, but where is it, like... It's all reactive. Like, exactly you know, right. Like, and, yeah. and so I, I, again, I'm not trying to speak out of school, or, but like I had a meeting with some people and they were talking about how do we get in front of, like, you need a violent reaction. You need mm. something violent. Like, you need some, and I don't mean violent properly, but something that's so out in front that people start talking about it. And exactly just going, right. You need a like, catalyst. Like, you need a catalyst. You need, mm. There needs to be a, a violent reaction to it. Because, so in South Australia, we lost four people to COVID. Right, four lives, which are four precious lives, which, but they shut down a whole state. Yeah. Right, and it was out of all this fear, but you know the records say that four people, no, like maybe nine people in Australia going to take their life today. Yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah. So the 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 solution shouldn't be more impactful than the problem itself, and that's the fucking the thing with COVID was is like yeah, let's say. 10 people in South Australia die. Let's, let's just double it for the yeah. sake of it. That's still what you're saying, the suicide if in one day. In, in one day in Australia. So, so, so it's, a massive, it's a massive issue. And there are people, there are good people out there trying to solve or trying to work out how do we get in front? How do yeah. we start conversations? How, yeah. well, we, are, we are, sorry to, to cut you off, right. but I, I, as much as we're saying what we're saying, I think, and that's more me saying it from a mainstream perspective, yeah. there's no attention, but from a... 
this conversation that we're having yeah. and a general public thing, I think it's the best it's ever been. I yeah. think that uh, the, the conversations that we're having with each other are as progressive and, and as in front than they've ever been. Yeah. I think it, it's starting to feel like these are so much easier to have than what they were even two years ago, five years ago. So I do have a lot of faith in in that us as a, as a human race are evolving into an awareness of like, holy fuck, we got to just check in on people and yeah. be relentless with this focus which makes me happy I think it's just that last leg of like it actually being something that the things that we trust for our fucking news or our yeah. budgets or our whatever it is they're still fucking 10 years in the past in, with, with their focus on it which is what we at the end of the day that's who we rely on yeah, to fucking right. help us you yeah. know? we rely on government like we've got to rely on governments to help us but governments don't want to put anything in like so we've got a, an election a state election coming up next year I think right so Governments don't want to put anything in place that might look, in case they lose the election, they don't yeah. want the next party to take credit for it. Like, it's all fucking politics, man. It's and that's, it's all and that's politics. the fucking, and that's the thing. The, the mental health movement is a grassroots community driven movement at the moment. Yeah. And we're not getting like the, the funding and the opportunity that I think we need to from the government yeah. because they're too worried about looking like that, like, oh, we did this job and you, you didn't do this yeah. and fucking like, who cares, cunt? No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Just yeah. fucking help people out. We don't give a shit what you look like. Yeah, You're yeah. supposed to be serving us. Yeah. Public. It's all politics. Uh, yeah. So, and but even even mainstream and it, the mainstream is getting heaps better. Like it is, yeah. you know, Ben Liam doing that cool thing. And, you know, yeah. and I had no idea what was at start because I was like, oh, what do you think of this? And I'm like, it's weird. Like, what are they doing? And then when I found out, you know, it's all about being trapped inside your own head or being trapped in a situation. Oh, oh yeah, I get that now. Like that's cool. But yeah. you know, even the other day when um, Naomi Osaka pulled out of uh, the French Open, right? I listened to. The, a sports show uh, on the afternoons and is that five double A? Yeah, five double A. Classic right. talkback radio. Talkback radio. Love yeah, it because uh, yeah, on the AM waves. Thirteen ninety five, five double A, and and Love the, it. You know, Stephen Rowe. Oh fuck it, call him out. Right, he was on that radio, and they said, uh, you know, Naomi Saka pulled out because she didn't want to do uh, press interviews afterwards or and stuff like that. And she said it's not good for her mental health. And everyone was like, oh, she's soft, that's your job. No, her job is to play tennis. Exactly, yeah. Her job's not. But, but so if she'd said, I pulled a hamstring, no one would have said anything about it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's mental health and it's some invisible, oh, no, they're just being soft. So he's on the radio talking to thousands of men every night going, oh, she was just soft. So what happens when all those men are in the car listening to that going, oh, oh maybe it is a little bit soft, hey, maybe it is. No, it's still a little bit soft. Yeah. Yep. Still an injury. But it's like with, with uh, 5AA, I've noticed the demographic is like of an older generation. Yeah. And that is the generation that were taught to bury their feelings. Yeah, of course they were. So when, you know, Osaka's like, hey, I don't, I don't want to fucking deal with press. Yeah. And then you've got old mate, whatever his name is, going, oh, yeah, no, that's just soft. It's just perpetuating the of same problem. Of course yeah. it is. Like, and, and this is the problem. And then, you know, with some of the stuff that I do, I get to go out to communities and, and talk about mental health and share my own lived experience, you know, those guys are the ones that come up after the show and go, oh, no, like, do you want to you have a quick, quick chat? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, what's going on, man? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I feel, you know, I have day. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. Like, oh, oh what do you mean? Of course you do. Like, because you, you were the ones that got told... To hide your feeling. Oh, no, just toughen up, fucking toughen up, champ. Take yep. some coffee. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. You're a fucking oh, pussy. What? You're a fucking what? whatever. You're yeah, go, a girl. Go drink you're it at the pub. Yeah. yeah. And then go home and beat the missus and the kids. Exactly right. And that's right. perpetuating more of bad behaviours. Like, well, it's just... I, I, was, never I was driving the car with a mate last week and he goes, 
you know, he, he split up with a partner and he was feeling really fucking down, feeling yeah. depressed, feeling suicidal and he... He rang his mate and he's like, mate, I, I need, to, need to have a catch up. And then the mate's like, yeah, no worries. And he went and had a beer with his friend and they sat there for two and a half hours. Yeah. Not once did they fucking talk about his breakup. And he's like, and whilst it helped me at that moment yeah. to get away from it, which is good, but then I went home and I hadn't addressed any of the fucking reasons that I wanted to fucking talk to someone. Yeah. And that's part of that. And <clears throat> I've been a culprit for that as well. And it's part of, we've talked about this on the podcast, you know, it's a difficult conversation to start, and I even had I had a mate's missus once a, a couple of years ago reach out to me and say, "Hey, her other half was struggling. You know, can you come around and 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 have a chat to him?" And again, it took me two hours into hanging out with him to finally be like, "Mate, how you going?" Because it's just it is such a hard conversation to start. Yeah. But then once we did, we spent another two hours talking about everything, you know. Yeah. But and, I, and I'm so glad that I, I found the way to, to broach it. And, you know, you do, obviously, I couldn't have just rocked up and been like, mate, what's your fucking problem? You know, it yeah, wouldn't have, yeah, he yeah, would have yeah. just shut down. So you do have to find it. But again, it still took me two hours to find that right time to be like, and I'm someone who, you know, professes to kind of understand and know about this stuff. So yeah. if it takes me two hours to yeah. find that gap, it take it's going to be, it's a difficult thing to yeah. do. Yeah. But I think that the more that we, again, just we understand that, you know, it's not just about, like you said, so many blokes just go and drink it away at the fucking pub or get on the drugs or do whatever yeah. and don't ever actually vocalise what it is that they're struggling with, whether it's work, relationship, kids, whatever it is, never yeah. fucking talk about it. And then it just slowly eats away at the inside of them until it comes manifests itself into now all of a sudden you've got a drug dependency or you've got an alcohol dependency on top of whatever it was that you were yeah. uh, internalizing and avoiding and now you've got to deal with two things you know and, and this is the thing you're masking you know we're in a society that's just happy to mask yep. everything mm. like yeah like it is hard and I speak from personal it is hard to sit with some big feelings like and, and I haven't so so Probably that snap lockdown, right? So that snap lock. So I've been talking to my therapist um, about living with big feelings, right? So I, I so I live with suicide ideation, which just means every day of my life, there's not a day that doesn't go by I don't think about taking my own life. Wow, like, you still find that every yeah. day, every wow. so even today, even running like, and I, I have to put stuff into place to protect myself, right? Yeah, and just yeah. make sure, but. There's not a day that goes by that my imagination, like my mind's eye, doesn't take me to a place where I'm like, oh, just stop, would you? Like yeah. I was running, like, so I was running probably four weeks ago now. I just started running back again. I'm running down through Anstey's Hill, just jogging. I was doing good, like I had headphones. I was listening to TGI and just in a good place. I'm running, 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 and I look and I see this tree hanging over the top and I can see that you can walk up the tree and get to it. Straight away, my mind's eye imagines me hanging myself off the tree, and I'm like, "Oh, would you stop? Like, yeah, just, wow. Just stop for a minute. Like, I can't. That I find is it hard. crazy, it's, dude. <laughs> fucking hell. And and that's why I'm like, I got this this tattoo on my arm, which is like a, a crossed out. Um, Shot up to the yeah. to the camera. Like, oh, so, uh, where are we? So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah no, you can just see it down so there. That's, yeah. that's that's about the like, I guess the Amity Affliction lyrics where they say about you know, have you ever. Felt the breath of the midnight, midnight reaper. reaper yep. Yeah, you know I mean, like that was kind of what that was. Yeah, and then cool. I heard because I'm I'm new to all these kind of stuff, and then I heard that that, that song, um, Death's Hands or whatever it is. Yeah, oh, know, good song. Is, A quick funny story about that, right? Yeah. Do you know when that song first came out <clears throat> when the album dropped? 
me and my mate messaged each other and we were like, wow, he really hates his dad because I thought it said, hey, dad, get yeah. fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it said, hey, dad. I was like, man, I messaged my mate and I was like, wow, he really hates you his dad. You thought it said dad? Yeah. Really? Hey, yeah. dad, get fucked. That's what I thought it said. True, true. I thought it was yeah, as yeah. well. I was like, really? Man, he hates his dad. Or Jeff. Is that the same album that has like Father's Son, the song Father's Son as well? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. then that, so that, that would probably, probably why, also yeah. be why you're like, fuck, he really hates his dad. He's fucking <laughs> yeah. got some big beef with his old man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shit. But but this is this is the thing, like I I like I live with this, so I have to put things in place to live with big feelings and yeah. and try and work out. And you know, the weirdest thing, and I was talking about some of this the other day, like the weirdest thing is the best days. Like, if I have a good morning with the kids and the kids will get up for school, like my wife goes to work and I get up with the kids and the kids have been really good in the morning and everything's run smoothly and life can't get any better, I'm driving home from my work and I'm like, oh, I could end it all now and it'd be all right. Like, I'm just wow. like, oh, just, just stop. Just, like, yeah, give, just, it a, give it a break. Just yeah, give it a break. Yeah. Like, I should be in a good mood now. Like, yeah. Why are this? Yeah. But it's just, there's just a lot of big feelings that a lot of yep. people have to deal with, yeah. right? Um, and so I guess... Like, and so I've put a couple of things in place through therapy and, and you, you know, for anyone out there, you can go get a mental health care plan. Like, you go to your GP and you fill in uh, a chart and they get they ask deep questions because they need to find out. But you can get yeah. 23 visits, like 20 free visits to a, uh, to a counsellor. Like, yeah. it's, they're good. I remember the first time I went to a counsellor, man, I cried for the first hour. And he was like, it's all right. Just fuck yeah. Just yeah. talk. Like, yeah. And just cry if you need to. Like, you know, I hate myself in here. Because right, half the time getting it off your chest and saying that, oh, I felt like jumping off that tree yesterday or whatever, saying it is what helps you overcome it. Of course like, it does. Like yeah. It's just, just talking to people, right? And just, you know, just get, like you said, just putting it out there and just being mm. like, oh, I'm, I'm not all right. I'm not well. Like, yeah. it's. So, so, if you, so if you don't mind us yeah. asking, let's uh, take us back to what you now know, and, you, and I know you didn't at the time, but take us back to what it was that you, that you went through um, as a youngster that, that has now culminated into what you're dealing with now. Yeah, so so I guess, like, and, you know, I, I say this in my stand-up, like the mind is really powerful, right? The mind is out of control powerful. And, and I got... So I've always had I've always had this inkling. Like, one, I've always had a lot of self-hate. Yep. Um, I never really liked myself. And then... I guess um, on top of that, I've always had this, I guess, imagination of even from, I can't remember. And so I used to run shows called Mosh Against Suicide, like where we had all these hardcore bands playing and raise money for suicide yep. prevention and stuff. And it wasn't until I was working at Coles and some dude put a peg in my ear, right, which is really? most innocuous. Yeah. Like, ah, weird. Yeah, still weird, but yeah. Still weird. Yeah. But, like it was, but for me to get, and then I had this massive anxiety attack and just, Everything kind of blew up. And yeah, I was like, right. Fuck, and I lost my shit at work, and um, and then it took me back to a place where I had an uncle who used to um, who used to handcuff me to a clothesline and torture me for hours at a time with pegs. Yeah, he right. Pegs all over my face and do his horrendous shit. And get like his dogs to bark at my feet, and yeah. and I couldn't go anywhere. I was just trapped. Yeah, I was like, handcuffed, and I was probably about thirteen or fourteen. And I had a whole summer of all this shit. Like, you just... That's it, wild, it, man. It's a very weird time to go through that as well. Like, you're in that 13, 14 period of your... You're like, so you impressionable, know, think about, man. Think about how much you go through as a as a human being. You're transitioning yeah, yeah. from that, that you know, toy-loving kid to that whatever it is, you know, I'm starting to feel like a man. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So to go through that kind of thing would have been pretty fucking... And what was more horrendous now, like, going through therapy and talking about it is I didn't have many friends. Like, I've never had... 
many friends, like as friend friends, you know, friends that yeah. actually. Are. And so my uncle was kind of like my best friend. Do you know what I mean? So it was all ga- fun and games. It was yep. all. Yeah. And then I remember one day, like again, it clicked with someone like that. It's not all right. Yeah. Like, like even it was older. Like that's why I did those thirty gigs in thirty days because someone was like, "That's not all right." Like, yeah. Like for, yeah. For that. Well, he blurred that line of "I'm a friend," saying this is we're all having fun and games. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of grooming, fucking technique. To grooming, and you know how horrible it is to feel like you've been groomed. Like that yeah. is like to let to to let yourself think that you let someone groom you into doing that. That that's a horrible. Thing. When I did that podcast, the Young Bloods one. I couldn't find my car for 45 minutes in town. Like, I, I literally was so disturbed about the shit that we were talking about. Mm. And it gets easier every time we talk because that's what kind of therapy is. And mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess the reason I tell the story is because I'm not the only one that suffered shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so so I wanted to ask, yeah. right? This is, this is something I don't know if we've asked before, but we have talked about it. What uh, techniques and methods do you use now that you have had the, the therapy and you've had time to reflect about what's happened in the past to help you overcome these thoughts of suicide or the depression or whatever you're dealing with? Do you have any like techniques or? So I, I try to run. Yep. I try to run like, and, and not all the time. It doesn't always work. And you have days where things just don't work out. Yep. Part of it is just trying to love yourself, like yeah. really just trying to get that inner sense of just being, it's all right. Like, it's all right. Like, even yeah. when you fuck up. Yep. Like yep. I, and I've had some massive, massive breakdowns over the last year and a half. Like, I, I set up a heap of work um, through last November and December, um, and then that snap lockdown happened. Yeah. And, man, I drank half a bottle of gin, yeah. and then I walked my ass down to the Clovey, drank five pints, uh, at the pub there, and I was pissed as a new. And I, that was the day, that's the closest I've ever come. And because I live on Kelly Road, so all the buses come past, and I was yep. like, fuck it, it's done. Yeah. It's done. I'm, I'm done. This is it. And then, true story, this is nowhere to write. True story, I sent a message out because you know, my, my favorite, um, one of my favorite songs off the TGI album is Begin Again, where it yep. talks about, like, you know, what happens if you see yourself on the way down and you say, this is not how a story ends. Yeah. But I was so drunk, and I sent the lyrics off to Jim, Jim Riley from TGI, and I was like, dude, it's done. Like, this is how the story ends. And he sent back almost straight away. He's like, nah, man, it's not how the story ends. He goes, go home and go to bed. That's was, so good, man. And I was like, mm. what the fuck? I was like, he didn't have to... Re- he oh, didn't fuck, have- that just gave me fucking goosebumps. Yeah. So he That's didn't crazy, have to reply. Like, crazy. he's got 22,000 followers. Like, <laughs> yeah. He didn't yeah. Have to- and he saw a message, and he's like, dude, go home and go to bed. He realised that it was like, this was the... the- Point, yeah. point of impact or the point where yeah. it was like, you know, that would be like any of us, I feel like. If someone had messaged you and they were yeah. like, I'm, I'm done, bro. I don't yeah. want to. And you, you would do the exact same, I feel. Yeah, yeah, like, 100%. Because yeah. you can tell when there's stuff that comes up, you know what I mean? And you're like, nah. And so I went home and went to bed, do you know what I mean? But then, then you know, and then I talked to my therapist. He's like, no more drinking. Like, let's, yeah. let's not drink anymore. Let's just yep. stay off the drink. Let's, and then... And which was good. I stayed off the drink for ages, and then and then I but I wouldn't. I'd, I'd have a couple of beers, but not get drunk, drunk. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like, yeah. Um, and then probably the r- most recent episode was the fifteenth of April because it was the day before my birthday. Um, and I don't like birthdays because I don't like myself, so I don't. Yeah, like you don't being, like celebrating w- yourself. Yeah, which, which yeah. is weird because our job is to be stand-ups is to get. But I like Mark up there. I really enjoy him. Like he's. Yeah, He's but it's cool. different. Exactly right. It's, it's, you're a different person when you're on stage. Hey, yeah. we've we, we've also talked about this. He was saying when he's on stage, he's a different person. When I'm on stage performing my music, I'm a different person. Yeah. So it's like you, you, you're almost like separated in a weird way. You're I'm an autopilot when I go on stage. Yeah. Almost like it's yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. yeah. So, and that's right. So Mark on stage, I'm like, yeah, he's he's cool. He's a cool dude. Like, but Mark off stage has got all these faults and sees all these faults and mm. and so and then, and so and I got heaps of regret when it comes to being an older brother in my I'm the eldest in my family. Yep. And I feel like you know even today, like I still feel like I've let them down in some ways, and yeah, I should have right. been a better. So putting in, you know things into place, like I went for a massive run on the fifteenth of April. I went for a massive run, twenty two k's. That's I a ran big run like through Fucking through Anstey's Hill, and yeah, I was like, nah, I'm gonna bury these feelings with some exercise. I'm gonna hurt myself exercising. Um, did this and did that, but I guess I didn't eat eat properly. Um, and so when I started to have feelings that were triggering me, I was like, no. Oh, Oh, and then I started writing a message to my, my siblings saying, look, I'm sorry that I've let you down. And, and then I found a bottle of scotch. And then it was just all over. Oh, yeah, it was okay. just all, and I, I literally cried myself to sleep the night before my birthday. I just sobbed. And so and my kid walked out and said, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, don't know. And I just it was curled up on a ball. And so, and I still now, still got a broken heart. Like, still, yeah. and I did a show, because I don't like my birthday, I did a show on Kangaroo Island on my birthday. Yeah. Um, which was a good way of getting out of getting out of town just to be away from everything yep. for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a bit removed, yeah. Um, and man, like that ferry when you've drunk a bottle of scotch the night before. Oh, I don't know how you do. I get hell bad fucking seasickness, man. I love that fucking boat. My mum hates it. I've been on it. I've been on it probably. 45 times because uh, yeah, my yeah, nan yeah, yeah. and aunties and that still live over there yeah. so uh, I get excited if I if we're driving around the cliffs of like towards Cape Jervis yeah. and I see the white caps I'm fucking getting excited because I know we're going to actually <laughs> no. yeah. you're a more, freak you, bro you're a you fucking can't freak. do much on there the TV's playing fucking Mr Bean or like <laughs> tourism adverts well, yeah, tourism adverts you got bro. no fucking yeah. reception on your yeah, phone yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're like a teenage kid and so you want some excitement while you're on yeah. there so the boat fucking smashing down on top of waves and mum hating life that's fucking that's <laughs> That's my bread and butter. Whereas when we're all sitting there just like coasting along doing a fucking crossword, I'm yeah. like, get me the fuck out all of here. All the alarms so. going off in the car. Beep, beep, oh, yeah. 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 Just set, like, yep. And then, you know, that was weird. Like that was, again, I, I got on that, that ferry and I walked, and I'm not a rude person. You know, you know, I'm not rude. Like I've, I've got time for everyone, mm-hmm. right? But then I ran into some of that scenery before. She's, oh, you're the beautiful boat. I said, yeah, yeah. And she was from a country town and different stuff. And, and then, you know, like, there's conversations that you just go, no, like, I'm leaving now. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes, she said, oh, I, know you, I know you like, I know you like the Aborigines. And I was like, what? oh, jeez, this is going nowhere. And then she started talking to us, and I was like, catch ya. Like, I'm out. So what, like, what did she say? She, you like the Aborigines? Yeah, because she knows she my wife's Aboriginal. About, yeah, yeah my wife. wife's Aboriginal. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then she goes, I know you like the Aborigines, but this, and then she starts going, oh, and I like, wow. no. I, I walked up and... I was like, I'm way too hungover to fight with you. And it's yeah. not worth like fighting with baby boomers is not worth it. What like, does she yeah. think is gonna happen? That she's gonna give you some take that you're gonna be like, you know what? Oh, Fuck no. it, I'm filing for divorce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what exactly. does she yeah. honestly think? Yeah. What well, information did well, she possibly think she was gonna bring you that it, was gonna change your opinion on that? So cooked. Oh, no, and she's like, they stole they stole some money off they stole some money off my my someone, I can't remember. And I'm like you fucking stole their land. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, come on. Fucking like genocide, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you do it at 20 bucks, Karen. Like, like, yeah, fucking like, you stole their land and you're making millions off of it as a farmer. Like, yeah. millions. Like, she was the biggest farmer in that area and she was bragging about it. Like, fuck off. I don't yeah. have time. And I just no. literally turned my back and walked off and she was like, 
Wow, I might not. No, no, no. Yeah, fuck. Like, I'm too. It's not like expected? you want her to ever come to your show again, anyway. So hopefully oh. she fucking doesn't like that. And this is a weird that. thing, right? This is baby boomers. My biggest hate in the world is baby boomers. Probably, like I'm going to be honest. Like I really, do, I can't do them. Like I, I yeah, did no, show, fair enough. I did my show. Talked about what happened with my uncle and the and the repercussions of that of being, um, you know, living with, you know. The effects of that, like the suicide ideation, the the PTSD, the yeah. the not feeling worthy, the oh, just being on that edge all the time, like. And then someone said, oh, "I like to show, but you just swore way too much." Oh like, Jesus! Oh my God! That's that's what you got out of it. Like, yeah. That's what you got out of it. Like, yeah. Out of all the stuff I talked about and and trying to spread a message of hope, and if I can get through, it, and I'm no, I'm 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 not that tough guy, but if I can get through it, if I can get ev- through every day, you can get through every day. Like let's. Because, you know, the whole thing's like, let's kind of make a pact. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I can get through it, you can get through it. Let's yeah. do it like that. Well, you um, you did a show. Someone approached you about doing a show for someone uh, who only had two and a half weeks to live. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. found yeah, out right. that they were stopping okay. their cancer treatment and they asked you yeah, right. to come and do the show for them. And, and you said that you rocked up and they were crying already. <laughs> and straight away they were crying. Oh, I, was shit. Like, I was like, oh, like it's, oh and I hope, they, you know, because... Before before you do stuff like that, you have to have a game plan, right? And I my game plan wasn't to take the Mickey out of it, but was just to try and to see how we approach. Because how do you approach? A yeah, game? yeah. Like, like what do you do? Yeah. And I was so honoured to do it. Like I didn't sleep the night before. Like I was so honoured to do it. Like mm-hmm. how? Yeah. Like man, like I just you know because the guys like, oh, how much money do you want from? Like fuck off. Yeah. I'm not taking money for that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah. Dude's got two weeks left to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Let's just do it. Up. Like, and and then I walked in, I saw him crying, and I'm like, oh, fuck, how am I gonna do <laughs> like, this? And then and honestly, I'm like, God, like how do I get through this? Yeah. And then it dawned on me, I'm like, I can't do anything about this. Like I can't. Like I can't. I want to. I want to fix it. Like I, I'd love to be able to fix what you've got going on, but I can't, you know what I mean? So let, let's let's just, for the next half an hour, let's just laugh. Yeah. Let's just put it all aside. Well, that's all you can do. And it, but isn't that what comedy and music and sports is about? Is it yeah. an outlet yeah. where you mm-hmm. just put it, you know, you can take your mind off of shit yeah. for a little bit. And that's, what, that's just all what it's about. And, and since then that inspired me to do the 30 gigs in 30 days because we've all got shit in our lives. We've all got traumas that we bury deep, deep down you know what I mean? So, like, if if we can not laugh about the traumas, but if we can laugh about the situation, or not, but just yeah, laugh. I know, I know what you mean. You know yeah, what I mean? You know yeah. I mean? like not laugh. No one's. It's not about the situation itself, but it's about just accepting the fact, like the fact that it's happening, and mm-hmm. trying to find like the bright because there's a bright side to everything. I know, I know, like a lot of people think, oh, well, there's no bright side to murder, but it's just like, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, you've got to be able to to not necessarily focus on the pessimism and sometimes just like try and peel back and like be a bit lighter because yeah. your vibration will get too low, you know what I mean? Like, and what are you meant to do about it? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You don't have control over a lot of these things, you know? Like, what are you meant to do about it? Like you can, you know, I've been getting into stoicism yep. yeah, lately. Yep. Like you can only control what you can control. Yeah. Like... So what am I meant and to do? And then what you can control is, <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, the only thing you can control is how much that thing controls you, if that makes sense, 100%. right? So you've got the conscious, the, whilst there's, you know, determinism and it, it, the only free will you have is how much you let something completely fucking hold you and own you. Yeah. Or you can allow that to, you know, like you have done, kind of go, how can I, how can I use this to my, not to my advantage, but how can I make doing what I love doing 
also helped me along the process. And as you said, you know, as much as uh, these things and there's lots of different triggers or whatever, but you finding a way and, and to, if I must say yeah. so myself, you do a fucking good job of it. Finding a way to find that balance between on stage therapy and doing stand up as a way yeah. to make you be able to deal with it better. Yeah. Why fucking not? Why what? not? And, and it's something where part of what after, so I did the fringe last year and then we went into lockdown and then I did a couple of shows back where I kind of was like, fuck man. Like I, I wasn't very, I, I was yeah. pretty upset after my show at the Duke. And, and then we started this podcast and it gave me a whole new fucking lease on life because yeah. having this conversation that we're having today and the ones that I've had on this podcast so far, I realized was giving me way more fulfillment than doing my stand up because yeah. my stand up is not, is never long enough for me at this stage yeah. to be able to have these kind of conversations. And I realized these are the conversations I want to have. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I appreciate your comedy so much is because you've, you've found that, that balance and do it really well of being like, Hey, I'm not just going to fucking, tell you my story for half an hour and it doesn't have any fucking punchlines. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you feel something and you're also going to go home having a great time, which is fucking hard to do. And you you found a way to do it. And, and the fact that it's helping you deal with your own shit at the same time is a fucking win-win. It's, and, mm. and there are moments like, I'm, you know, this is true. So I was in Streaky Bay and I was doing this show. I was doing the show and talk about... And half, as I was talking about what happened with my uncle, that was about fifteen days into your thirty-day run as well, wasn't it? No, this was this, this was different. This was um, the seven shows I did on Air Peninsula. Right? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. like so you were saying I'm, earlier on, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm doing these, right? Oh, yeah. So we'll talk about Roxby in a sec, but um, so I'm doing this show in Streaky Bay, and I've got to the bit where I'm talking about like you know my uncle did this, and he he put pegs all over my face, and no word of lie, my face started to hurt where he put the pegs. Yeah, that sympathetic kind of pain. And, and yeah. I was like. Oh, and I'm like halfway, I'm just going, holy fuck, what's going on? And I'm just like, I'm just staring at the audience, just going, oh, and my face was literally like throbbing. And I was no like, shit. Oh, that's like, that's real yeah. as. It's, you, it goes, yeah. it's your body just, your mind just sorting it all out. Like, yeah. It's just, you know, and then like Roxy, so that, that 30 gigs in 30 days, that was hard, man, because that, that was would some be, shows, man. like there were three people, there was no people, there was... No people. Well, we had one, there was one person rocked up and I'm like, listen, can't do a show to one person. Like, it was up and down and everything. Yeah. And then I did, on the 15th day, you're right, on the 15th day, I did Roxby Downs. I did three shows in, no, I did four shows in 24 hours. So I did 6.30, I did 7.30 at night, 6.30 in the morning, um, and then 5.30 that night, and then another 7.30 that night as well. Fucking hell, that's right? wild. It was wild. Like, yeah. And three of them were on the mining camp, and it was just weird. Like, it was just bizarre. And they would charge. They were so drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like, no like, shit. Because they'd come to the end of their swing, and they're like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Man, you motherfuckers, rowdy ass, fucking." Oh, yeah. It was wild, right? Yeah. So then, but then on the last show, there was um, which was a favor for a friend. Like it was like I did it, helped a friend out because she'd helped me out in the in the past. I'm doing this show, and then there was these four Maori boys at the, the end of the show, and I was like, and they said, "Hey, bro, can we talk to you after the show?" And I was like. Oh, oh, shit. Fuck. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, say something. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like, going, because, you know, I'm my worst critic. And I'm like, oh, what did I say wrong? What did I say wrong? And I'm like, and then there were four big boys as well. And they're like, oh, can we talk to you at the, the back of the room? And I was like, oh, man. So I got to the back of the room and the dude's like, you didn't know what you said tonight. And I was like, oh, oh, man. And he's like, nah, like, bro, our brother took his life four years ago and today was his 40th birthday. And oh, I was wow. Like, 
what the fuck? No and shit. He goes, and he goes, you know, we were so down all day today. And then you've come in here and told us jokes and made us feel, you've uplifted us and stuff. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. He goes, but you know the weirdest thing? I said, what? He goes, he used to wear Raiders gear. And you're wearing the same shirt that he used to wear all the time. I was like, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> like, That's what? a trip, man. Wow. It was insane. Shit. Like, it was it was totally out of control. Like I was like, oh man, and I still keep in touch with them now. Like the world Oh, that's friend. cool, man. I still keep yeah. in touch. Like, you know, all the boys, like, I'm like, hey, how you guys going and stuff and- Checking in. Checking in. Where were these guys from, sorry? So they're, they're from Roxby originally. Right. Now one lives in Mount Barker and- Okay. They live, like, they live in the country and stuff, but they work on the mines still. But yep. that's yeah. kind of weird. These are the things that people don't realize. Like, these are conversations that I had um, all the time. Like people, People know you're vulnerable and uh, what do you call it? Genuine. Yeah. People open up. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. People, people will open up yeah. if they, you know. Why did someone um, message me? Ring like message me last week and say, "Hey, can you ring me on your lunch break?" And um, I was like, "Yeah, no worries." And they they were like, "We'll just." I was listening to one of your old one of our first mental health episodes. Yeah. And they were like, and it just sparked me to it, when I was listening to it. I realized that this was the thing that it was making me think about and I haven't spoken about it and I'll just want to tell you and, and get your thoughts on it and hopefully you can help me. And I was sat on my lunch break way longer than what I was meant to yeah. at work and I just talked to him and, and um, you know, gave him some advice on it. And, and it was just, it was crazy to me that, you know, it was just him going back listening to one of our third episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. When he was listening to it, he realized, yeah, fuck, this is actually... You've, this has triggered these thoughts. Yeah. I, I must need to fucking talk about them. Yeah. And he's just asked me to ring him and, and call. So it's like, you know, f it's insane to think that something can just happen like that and hopefully help him with whatever it was that he was dealing with. That's what I want to do. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that's all I can possibly ask for out of doing this podcast. And we've talked about it so many times. Yeah. It's just about trying to find a way to to foster these conversations, to make them easier for people, to show them that they're not... Because, you know, we're two fucking dickhead blokes. You know, you're the beautiful bogan. Yeah. You know, you, 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 when you listen to... Or when you see someone that's like trying to tell you, but it feels really preachy, or it yeah, feels like Doctor really Doctor X, you yeah, know, he's like, oh, tell you like, like life coaches, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. off life coaches, yeah. come on guys, oh fuck yeah, off. that's right. That, yeah. I've never, so you I've can never do felt, it. Like, never felt <laughs> less inspired yeah. than seeing yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas I feel like when you have. When you see blokes that feel authentic and feel real talking about this shit, it kind of goes, "Holy, well, maybe it's not." Maybe it's not that weird. Maybe it's not out of place. Maybe yeah. it's not taboo. I, I, yeah. We can just have these. It's not kind something of that, that just like these fucking life coaches are talking about. It's actually like a community, like we were saying before, a grassroots community that that want to talk about it. And that's what what we've always wanted is like really just to essentially do what you do. Yeah. It's like go out there with laughter and you know and talk about mental health and just have a bit of fun. And like yeah. if someone's struggling, literally just like put a hand out and be like, "Yo, just, yeah. just talk about yeah. it." Yeah. And you're not weird. Like that's the whole thing. Like, ever like. So mental illness will make you feel alone. Like yeah. it makes you feel alone. It makes yep. you feel like you're the only one going through this, right? And that other people can't possibly understand and what I'm going through, yeah. which is isolating. That's right. So I had someone message me the other day going, oh, can we talk? And I was like, of course we can, anytime. And, and they were like, you know, is that nightime I feel the loneliest and it's you know, all right during the day? And I went, yeah, yeah. And so and I, I was like, hey, listen, I'm not trying to cut you off. I said, but can I just say this? And he goes, I said, so... So at night time, you feel all right when you're around people. I said, but then at night time, you know, your mind's eye starts playing up and you're, you're, 
your imagination and then you start regretting stuff that you've done in the past and so then you start drinking even though you, you, sh- you know you shouldn't drink and, and all of a sudden you know that that kicks in and then more loneliness kicks in because you start realizing that oh, i fucked up here and i fucked up there and then and then you go to sleep and then you wake up in the morning you're full of regret again and he's like how do you know i'm like because <laughs> i fucking live it yeah <laughs> like yeah like you know how many times people have gone oh you've got a good act it's not no, like it's I'm not totally that. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's genuine. And that's, and that's why every time that I've seen you, I can feel that as well. Yeah, like, you know, and I'm sure you can too. And anybody that's ever seen you perform, you can feel that it's genuine. You're saying it from a spot where it's not just like a life coach in from California going, you need to be freaking awesome and, you know, drink, <laughs> drink protein shakes. And, you yeah, know, yeah, it's just like, yeah. you, you know, kale. being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Super kale. Yeah, super kale. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but, and I'm still trying to heal. That's yeah, just, exactly right. Get, I'm going to get through it. Like, we're all going to get through it. Like, yeah. But it's all about healing, right? Exactly right. So bro. you mentioned that, obviously, you've given us a couple of examples of, of bad days that you've had. But yeah. through doing this stuff and obviously through therapy, do you find that there that it is more manageable on a day-to-day basis than what it's been at your worst? It, yeah, yeah. If It's such an up and, up and down. And this is the other thing with mental health. So when I have a good day... Then all of a sudden you start questioning it, just going, oh, is this is it yeah, just when's a manic? Gonna yeah, end? when's yeah. it going to end? Or yeah, is, it, yeah, or is yeah. it just a manic day? Yeah. Is it just manic? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, am I just being happy? Because, it, like, it's it's such a weird minefield. And, uh, you know, like, a lot of the time it's, and I'm not trying to sound like, like, like a life coach, like, we just talk about how much bigger dickheads they are. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, it is just exercise as well. Like, yeah. it really is just getting some fresh Healthy hair. habits, man. Healthy habits and mm. just getting some fresh air. Like, you don't have to run, you don't have to. Or, you know, at the end of the day, if you just walk 400 meters to the roundabout and back again, yeah, like, if you just get yourself yeah. out of that space, like it's just about, um, yeah, change of scenery can make a big difference, change of scenery, like, yeah. yeah, but it's just, and you know, especially in winter, like, yeah, and just feeling stuff as well, like letting yourself feel. I, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm learning now is like, I'll have a lot of bad days, but if you can sit and feel the bad and, and work through them. And just sit with them, then you feel like a conqueror. Yeah, exactly. Then right. you feel better because you're like, oh, fucking conquered that. Today. Exactly. And right. if you can do, I think it's a thing as well. Like, so when, if you say wake up and something happens and it triggers you and you start to have that kind of episode or you feel it, if you can get on top of that in a couple of hours, yeah, then you're then the rest of that day ends up being a fucking great day because you would know, and I, yeah. I know sometimes that can pop up and that's a fucking three day, four day, week long exercise yeah, of yeah, like yeah. going through those feelings. So if you can get on top of it in even a day, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that 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 kind of endorphin release that you get at the end of that of being like, oh fuck, I'm actually I, I worked through that. That's huge. Whereas when so exhausting, if you don't, if you're not able to get on top of it and it is a week long and there's no sleep and you're still having to do your daily stuff, then that the following week or two weeks is then so much more difficult because you've just exhausted yourself mentally and physically trying to combat that, those feelings that you, that you've mentioned. It's just a hundred percent. And you feel like a conqueror. You're like, Oh, I conquered it today. Like that's what you want. You want to be able to go to, you know, you feel like you're going a better winner. Yeah, exactly right. You know what I mean? And then, and like you said, a healthy habit is like making your bed every morning. Like everyone talks about it, but it's actually a really healthy thing to do because if the rest of your day is shit, at least you go home to a, a made bed. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Like you, that's you know, such a cool thing. Of, and you were saying before, like people say, oh, I don't, you know, people don't feel, feel stuff and weird situations. Like I was in a pub in Port Lincoln. I do this in, in my stand up now, but this is before I was doing those, those shows on Air Peninsula. So I was doing this show. I, I'd done these shows and I went to Port Lincoln to have a, have a beer. And this dude comes, I see these two guys out of the corner of my eye 
And they're just drinking espresso martinis like nothing else. And I'm Punching like, them down. Fuck, they've run out of cocaine. Like, that's, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. all that's happened here, eh? So they've run out of cocaine. I'm like, oh. And then out of nowhere, this guy comes up to me and goes, what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, really? Yeah, and I was like, what? And I'm not a good fighter. So I was like, what the fuck? He goes, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, man, I'm dead. Like, I'm going to get my ass handed to me because, I can't, again, I can't fight. And um, I said, I'm just about doing mental health to around Air Peninsula and... And different stuff. And he's like, what do you know about mental health? And I said, well, I'm fucked. And he's, what? I said, I'm fucked. Like, I'm mentally fucked. But I'm open about it. I want to talk about it. And all the other people that know they're not alone. And then he just stops and he goes, you know what? I said, what, mate? He goes, you are. I think I'm fucked. I said, really? True. True, true. And he goes, I think I'm fucked. I said, really? He goes, hey. And he goes out to his brother. Hey, Mick. He goes, yeah. He goes, you fucked? And he goes, yeah, I'm fucked as well. I said, well, why don't three fuck dudes just have a beer in a bar? And just have a yarn for a bit. So I, I, I told him my story. I, we went through everything. I was telling my story. And we're yeah. just having a... And then at the end of it, he goes, so what do you do if someone's upset at the end of your show? I said, what do you mean? He's, are you a counsellor? <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, no way. <laughs> like, no Fucking way. Up. Like, I'm not a counsellor. He said, what do you do? And he's really agitated. Yeah. Goes, what do you do at the end of your show? And then, and then it kind of dawned on it as I said this. He's like, I said, oh, give dudes a hug. And he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I was just saying that I hug men yeah. in the front of the Port Lincoln bar at one thirty in the morning, and he's like, he's like booming, so you could do eyes are like fucking gay. Like, did you <laughs> say that? No, nah, oh, you just okay. tell his yeah. eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, I, and I just kind of just went, Bleh, and I was like, "What would you like a hug?" And he just Don't stared tell at me. me. Don't yeah, tell true story. And he goes. Oh, I think I do. Holy <laughs> I'm shit. Like, so you've turned a fight into a fucking hug, basically. Like, well, come and give us a hug, big fella. So I gave him a hug and he's like, oh, you're pretty good at hugs. So he's like, brother Mick, come over and give this guy a hug. So brother Mick comes over and I give him a hug and he's like, oh. And we all laughed about it and it was weird. And it happened, like it happened, it was a real story. That's intense, man. Was, That's a really weird situation. It was. And so I jumped in a cab and I was out of there because I'm like, I don't need them to just yeah. go, oh. Change what? their mind all of a sudden. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. Found out later on when I was on this tour, I talked to a dude. He goes, oh, you didn't hug these dudes, did you? And, I, and the, I'm not going to say the name on the podcast, but I said, yeah, I did. And he's like, dude, you know the, the heavy guys in Port Lincoln? I said, what do you mean? He goes, they're, they're like the most feared dudes in Port Lincoln. I was like, no shit. Off. And he goes, yeah. He messaged a guy and said, yeah, the older brother broke down on the way home and was like, oh, man, I need to go get some help. Wow. Like, that's how. Like, people say, oh, you know, mental health. And I want to talk about mental illness. But it's everywhere. Like, yeah. people don't get it. Like, yeah. it's in farmers, it's in truck And he drivers. probably would have been using his problems and that, that aggression as the outlet almost. And then, yeah. his, and you just diffused it <laughs> and fucking brought him to his core and, sh- and shattered his universe, mate. Like, yeah, you fucking... Yeah. And now, uh, now he's... I don't know, I don't know. But, he's, Full but on. That's, that's, how, that's how crazy this conversation is because people don't want to hear about... And it's an old, old cliche thing, but people don't want to hear about how much you care. You know what I mean? They want to know how much... The, What's the saying? They don't care about. There was an old saying I used to hear. It was like people, you know, people say that you ca- I care all the time. Show them that you care. Yeah, yeah. Like, show them that it's you care. It's not about saying it; it's about showing it. It's yeah. about showing that you yeah. care. Your like, actions are so much louder than words. Yeah, man. they really I, are. I really do care. Like my whole life mission now. Like someone asked me the other day, "What what success to you? What success look like?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, what, you know, for me, it's I just want to. I don't want to be a millionaire." I don't want to be a mill- I don't. I just want to be recognised for my art. He goes, yeah. what's success to you? And I was like, let me think about it. And I was like, I just want cunts to stop taking their life. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like, just... Yeah. That's stop. it, yeah. Like, if we can get in front of that, if we can be brave enough to get in front, and someone's like, oh, that's pretty 
pretty lofty goal. Well, why? why? Yeah, exactly. Why, right. why, why is we see that as a lofty goal? Yeah. Why is it like? Because if we lived in a society that actually, like you were saying, were ahead of it and everybody got a fair opportunity, we wouldn't have people wanting to take their That's lives. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's so. why we, like, even when we talk about all, we say this so many times, we're like, the reason we go on about our conspiracies and anti-government stuff is because we feel like we're getting a fucking bum deal. Oh, yeah. Like we feel like we're getting shafted by these fucking, you know, billionaire corporations, trillionaire corporations, which is the trickle-down effect of that is yeah, the fucking is. depression and the anxiety and the... They're pumping us full of these fucking hormones in the food and the whatever mm. else. So it, it all ties into that same thing. That, that same thing, the reason we talk about whether it's fucking 9-11 or mental health yeah. is because we, we believe that there's a fucking better way to do things. There's a better way to be open and honest with each other. There's a better way to live, be paid for the fucking work we do, all of that shit. There's yeah, a fucking is. better way. And I feel like we're making very slow and methodical process to uh, progress towards it. But that's the goal, man. I, yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. I think anything that we can do that contributes to that as an outcome, we're fucking winning. And it won't it won't change. Like, let's be, just be honest about it. It won't change until our generation's in power. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Until, I agree. I agree. You know, the baby yeah. boomers, you, your Barnaby Joyce, they don't give a fuck. Like, oh, I saw like, a photo of that motherfucker yesterday. We're like, pushing his kid away? Really? Well, if there's yeah. not a more... He, like if you if someone said to you uh, like let's pick a villain for this movie yeah that dude wins every oh, fucking yeah, yeah, time yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, know, remember Peter Dutton as yeah, well P- Voldemort himself he yeah, fucking yeah. he is fucking the ugliest man. and just oh. scariest looking <laughs> yeah. dude I've ever seen and in my life racist cop like from back in the day like oh really oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, makes yeah. it even worse he looks like he'd be you know in Terminator no. 2 the one that's made out <laughs> oh the, the steel guy yeah the liquid steel that's like the when they made the bum version of him and yeah, not yeah, the one that yeah, didn't yeah. quite work out that's <laughs> Peter Dutton for sure but, the, but that's the thing like, you're right though because they want to keep people down like yeah fucking know, if they do they got their little club you know like of course they do yeah like, but and without ripping off a movie but it's true like it's that whole scene in Boys in the Hood where you know Fury Styles is you see them Boys yeah, in the Hood right yeah, when yeah. he's talking about like uh degenerate what is that I'm not he's good with big words um when they talk, when gentrification, yeah, yeah, and he's talking about how, like, uh, is it the blacks that are bringing the guns in? Is it are they the ones? Why is there a drug, you know, why is there a, a drugstore in every corner? Like, mm. why is there a liquor stop every corner? Yeah, why in the northern suburbs are there so more, so many more cash converters than there are in the eastern suburbs? Exactly, you know, eastern suburbs don't have one cash converters. Yeah, don't have one. Yeah, and also I've I've even noticed it's it's a it's a food thing as well. Of you course. go along um, Port, Port Rush Road and there's a couple of Maccas here and there, but you go you go up you go Main, Main North, North Road, Road and, you get and it's twelve. fucking every yeah there's yeah, every so yeah. Manapara, you've got the Manapara one and then you go around the corner and you've got one Curtis down there. Road one yeah Curtis yeah. Road you got you got Elizabeth you got yeah. the one in Craigmore that whole section there yeah yeah, yeah. so right. exactly right like the the conspiracies aren't wrong yeah you know, they want to keep people they want to keep people wise. You know, when I was OH&S at Coles, why, I, I brought up the food, like, because we had a canteen there and stuff, and they were like, you know, we need to do something about the health of the people. I said, well, make healthy food, subsidise it. And yeah. they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, it cost me $8 for a roll, but for $4.50 I can get a can of Coke and a bowl of chips with gravy. Mm, yeah. That's your fucking problem. That's exactly right, it? yeah. Health, health food is so expensive, man. 100%. It's like, fucked. Fuck. It's what we talked about going but circling back to the pandemic stuff, and we've said this on fucking 12 episodes, but I'll keep saying it every time. When the fuck one time 
did you see a news article be like, look, we can put all of these measures in place, but one thing that's going to help you battle coronavirus is is getting sun and, and a good immune system yeah. and eating healthy and, take and, your vitamin and, and exercising. That's going to be, if you do get it, that's going to be the thing that battles it. I never heard one <gasps> fucking person say it's that. It's all fear. It yeah, was all, it stay is. the fucking side, put your mask on, don't go near anyone. Put two masks on. Which are all the things that are going to fucking contribute to. Yeah. If you got a virus, it's going to fucking do more yeah. damage. But yeah. this is the thing. And this is, even I've thought about this with, with parenting as well. Like, do I parent out of love or do I parent out of control? As yeah. in, am I trying to control my kids? Right, which I've got no control of. Because at the end of the day, when they get to a certain age, they're going to go, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or do I can, am I parenting out of love? Now, governments are all about control. Yeah. Governments are all about control. They don't want people, they don't love yeah, anyone says governments love. They don't love yeah, no. Nah. Like, give, give, give me one example of a recent time when the government actually helped you. <laughs> what was it? The, like, I heard yeah. a thing the other day. It was like, he's, they're like, so he's like, I love my kid more than anything in the world, but I lie to that motherfucker every day. Right? Yeah. He's like, you know, I think he's talking about having a teenager. He's like, I lie to that motherfucker every day. He's like, mm. So can you imagine if I was in control of a population of fucking however many million people? Yeah. Well, you think I'm going to fucking tell them the truth about things? I lied to the kid I care about. Yeah. Like fucking yeah. all these people I don't care about. And I thought oh, that's man. the perfect way to to look at it. Is that you know we do we fucking oh the the batteries died in your toy mate. Sorry, you can't fucking play it anymore because they've been spamming the button on the <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Four hundred yeah. times. You know we yeah. fucking we do that. So why would they be like completely transparent yeah. and open and honest yeah. with us? Yeah, of course. And exactly. You're right. Like. You know, we don't have, we don't have, you know, drugstores or gun shops like they do in America on every corner, but we've got stuff that's just as bad, like the shit you put into your body. Like yeah, there's fucking, exactly. But there's a drive-through BWS or B- a fucking Dan Murphy's or First Choice or there's liquor stores snap, fucking everywhere. Snap lockdown. Yeah. Let's only make sure the open. drive-thrus are open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly right. The only thing that was open when I was on the way home was the bottle Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Maccas. Maccas yeah. and the bottle Yeah. Yeah. Um... It is, it, uh, that's just, yeah. It, and look, I mean, I'm glad it fucking was because I enjoyed a few couple of cheeky beers in lockdown. But <laughs> I also saw the absolute fucking problem of that as yeah. well yeah, because yeah. that's what everyone, you know, what did you go and do then? You had no other choice but to sit at home and, and fucking make beers. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah the ho- that, that whole like, all right, stay stay the fuck in your house. You're only allowed to go like a, kilo- not even kilometre race, yeah. whatever it was, some, some stupid shit. It's like, what the fuck does it matter if you're walking down the street? Who cares where you are? Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a pure freedom of movement was, restriction. Yeah, 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 like yeah. it's just it was weird, hey? It was fucking weird. But I think I think we uh, fire some uh, questions, some questions and wrap off. it up. Yeah, because you got a yeah, gig cool. tonight as yeah, well. So. Yeah, got to. All right, let's get these yeah, let's let smash me. these questions out, and we'll let you go. Um, what's always question number one? Question Who number is, one is: What is your favorite song of all time? Famous. Now we we know that's a hard one, so we give people a top three. But if you if you can give us a one a, a podium taker, I, I think because it's a song that saved my life was "Begin Again" yeah. from the New Ghost Inside. Yep, yep. That, that, that most it's power. Yeah, mm. most of them are going to be uh, oh probably, and then number two would probably be uh, the Brave off the first one. Yep, yep. and then um, probably No Pittsburgh from. Okay. Mm, yeah. Because it's vulnerable, it's open. Yeah. And it's, and I, it's a good album. The too. first time I heard that song, that described everything that I felt. Yeah. Like with the, you know the cancer in your blood and yeah, you know, 
that kind of stuff. I was like, wow, like they're talking. That's, that's how I feel. So yeah, probably those three songs. Wicked. Off the top of my head, they've got some fucking good tunes, Amity. Yeah, yeah they do. I, I've kind of gone off a little bit on their them their. La- it kind of feels like a little bit played out now with some of their stuff. Like yeah. it kind of feels like you're just trying to find new ways to write the exact same lyrics that you've already written. Like yeah. you kind of got to, I feel like you need to, you need to grow and develop like any, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a, a Young Bloods and uh, Chasing Ghosts and oh, all yeah. that. Um, Even the album um, after that. The one yeah, after that yeah, too. It wasn't too bad. I forgot yeah. what it's called now, but the one uh, that has Pittsburgh on it. Yeah. 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 I fucking, I'm, I get down with Amity. Yeah. Um, I, I Hate Hartley is actually one of my favourite songs. Yeah, I agree. I, I fucking love that song. That. <laughs> I love that song, dude. So good. Yeah. Um, all right, what's the second question? question. Who's your, who's your favourite, yeah. uh, like, comedian or comedic actor of all time? Yeah. Oh, man, this is so controversial because, like, and I struggle. Bill Cosby? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> that dude could tell the best story. Yeah, look, morally he was wrong, but he had some morally good jokes. You know, like. But, again... This is argument I've had with my kids. Sometimes you've got to split. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but sometimes you've got to split the, the uh, art from the artist. Well, we were just artist. saying before that when we're on stage, we're a completely different person. Yeah, of course. So you know, like yeah. as much as he's a pe- absolute Comedians piece of shit, but talk like, on podcasts all the time about saying that they've when they saw Bill Cosby as a kid that it was one of the most oh. incredible stand-up performances oh, they man, ever seen like, in their life. That was the first comedy I ever heard. Was Bill Cosby a yeah, right. mum dad's car and a tape player? Just hear him tell a story like you're like, and he didn't have to swear. Yeah, like he didn't have to, like he was just that good. Like he didn't have, like it's not that he have to swear, but he just yeah, it was just wholesome. Yeah, well, it was like, wholesome, I mean, yeah. that whole separate the art from the artist has to apply as well into the whole. Like, I mean, if you look at Delirious now, which is one of my earliest comedy yeah, yeah. memories, Eddie Murphy. I mean, fuck, that's the most anti like. Is the most homophobic, yeah. and like you know, yeah. stand up you could possibly listen to. But you have to, you have to understand that that was that was the time. Well, that like, was the time, yeah. and but you can't now fucking pick at Eddie Murphy's house because of what he said in the fucking eighties. You know, it was a representation of, of what everyone was joking about. Exactly, at that time, I mean, right? that's the shit thing about cancel culture. Cancel culture, like you know, even Jim Riley got cancelled from Ghost Inside for that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone brought up something that he said, and now he's back. Yeah, playing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you know, like that. There needs to be room for growth. Exactly right. You yeah. Know what I mean, because like, like who, who you were ten years ago when you said something on Twitter oh. for fucking one tweet, you were like, you're not who you are today. You know what I mean? Man. And, and cancel culture doesn't account for that. No, it doesn't. Like, like if there's some jokes that I would never repeat that I started saying. Yeah. Yeah. When like ten on. years ago, I would never. Have, there's jokes now. I'm like, whoa! Like, yeah. if I said that now, man. I'm not doing stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, so I made a, I shared a status recently that was all about saying about, like, we as blokes need to stop taking offence to, uh, you know, when, when girls are, are coming out and, and speaking about the things that they've suffered from, yeah. we're going to stop defending males and, and listen to what they're fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. saying. And it was all about that. And, you know, a lot of my girlfriends were commenting on there, like, thank you so much for saying this, rah, rah. And then an, an Adelaide comedian messaged me personally and he's like, you know, good on you for sharing this, but uh, maybe stop opening your sets by saying, get a sluts, right? That's what they said. And I was like, I'm not calling the girls. In, I, I'm saying to a whole entire audience of males and females, yeah. get a sluts to open a stand-up yeah. thing. Now you're taking that as like, I shouldn't be making this very vocal and, and loud and proud statement on behalf of women. Yeah, yeah. That, That's taking away from that, is it? Yeah, right? yeah, Me saying, yeah. it, 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 that's the problem that I have with the whole thing is like, yeah. he honestly thought that I, 
shouldn't be saying these things but then saying that on stage and i'm like and look i've stopped doing it now just for the fucking sake of it but that's the problem like we're focusing on the wrong fucking issue you know what i was talking about is a fucking poignant problem that we should be focusing on and what he's worried about is that i open a stand-up set (laughs) to an audience of males and females and say if i walked up there and said get a slut and pointed to a guy at the front fucking different ball game right different ball game but me saying get a sluts as like a way to just you know, as yeah, you know, that that, that first yeah. fucking opening can do yeah. be everything. And of it, course. And it works. Otherwise, I would have never done it. If the first time I ever said, G'day sluts, everyone went silent. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. When I walk up there and I go, G'day sluts, and everyone's like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, he's here to rumble, you know. Well, like, it, it's it's I, why I've done it again. So it's just that, that's that problem. People are focused on the wrong fucking things yeah, instead yeah. of, you know, the issues that we should be fucking discussing 100%. and talking about. Yeah, we did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, question number three. Let's uh, fire it off. If you could have, if, if you could oh. have one superpower, what would it be? Oh. To go back to every fucking TGI concert there's yeah. ever been. <laughs> yeah. Time travel. Time, time travel. travel. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, no. no one said that, eh? Time travel. No, no one said travel, that. Hey? Time travel in a heartbeat. That's rad. That's I always rad. Love All right, where, where would you where would you travel to then? Oh. Right now. Uh, Unify twenty twenty. Unify twenty twenty. Unify twenty. If you astro travel, <laughs> Unify. Oh, I reckon it'd be sick to go back to like. Some of the band's first shows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd, I'd love to go back, even though I've got a faint memory of I Killed the Prom Queen at the Underground, I, re- I reckon I'd love to go back to some of those oh, hell yeah, kind dude. of things. Um, well, yeah. there's a show I didn't go to that a lot of my friends did, uh, and it's where I don't remember what happened, but flights got cancelled, and it was like a day to remember Parkway and a few other bands, and everyone pulled out except Parkway said, nah, fuck it. If you can't stay in the venue... Will come and play a show. Yeah. So the show started oh, and that, two dude. hours yeah. or something later, yeah, wow. Parkway walk on stage and like people talk about that as being their favorite show of all time. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I mean, everyone would have just had beers and they probably were playing music in the. Th- I think it was in the. Thebi. It was a Thebi. I was at that show, dude. Oh, really? No one, no one played for the first like two hours, man. People were just standing there like talking to their friends, drinking for two hours, and then at like nine thirty or ten o'clock at night, Parkway rolled up, boom, yeah, and fucking played dude. a full hour set, and we were like, fuck, that was worth the wait. And if that's <laughs> Yeah, and if that's not a sign of the kind of fucking blokes that they yeah. are, when every yeah. other band's gone, nah, not going to make it, and they're like, hey, if you can't hold out, we'll fucking come. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. It was a delayed that's, flight. It was a de- like massively was. delayed yeah. flight. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's right. crazy. That All right. Let's shit. fling another one at you, yeah. and then we'll have one more after that, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. cool. All right. Have you ever meditated before? Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, I meditate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Part of my meditation, I would meditate a bit, but also running as well, like because it's like a rhythm. Yeah, like when you get into a rhythm, like you can really, especially trail running. That's why I like trail running because yep. there's no, there's no noises. There's no yeah, there's stopping cars. at a fucking no, stoplight to cross no a road. Cars. Like you're just. Right. And there's one part at Anstey's Hill that I run down. And it's like it was sweeping. It's probably about a k. Yeah, right. It's the best. Be able to zone out and meditate and. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We've not had that answer before, so that's fucking yeah, cool. That's yeah, that's really like good. Meditation within the exercise. That's fucking yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And I believe in meditate like it's. So much again. It's uh, it's almost a thing to protect yourself and try mm. to start your day off. Good. Definitely, you know definitely, I mean? yeah. Well, meditation's shown. No matter how you do it, meditation's shown to grow the grey matter in your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 
And it's just, again, it's that, like you said, you're, you're focusing on yourself. It's that yeah. internalizing, like, in the right way. Yeah. Um, and actually just, like, you know, peeling back the veil of everything else and just being like, I need to do this for me. Yeah. Um, and even, yeah, putting that into exercise, that's pretty cool. That's, mm. a, that's a cool way. So Very is that... Cool. So that's... Have you ever done it any other way other than with yeah, the exercise? Yeah, I've done it other ways as well. Yep. Like just sitting down and, yep. you know, just... Um, just a straight kind of, I guess, straight kind of meditation. And yeah, yeah, your stock standard. Yeah, just yeah. stock standard. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Killer. All right, final last one, one at him and let's wrap one. it up. All right, the uh, the final question uh, that we have for every guest we have yeah. on is, do we actually ask him to, did we ask this one to yeah. Chris last week? Oh, wait, I don't know, actually, did we? Fuck, did Fuck, we drop the ball on the, the guest ball. question? All right, <laughs> yeah. well, oh, well, if we miss one, apologies <laughs> to Chris. Um, now, would you rather fight uh, a... I always fucking have to think about how <laughs> yeah. I say it. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? So one giant fucking duck yeah. or a hundred little fucking miniature well, Listen to him frame horses. the question. Listen to him oh, frame the question. Man, that's, that's a good one because I'm not a good fighter. <laughs> you know I mean? like, just imagine you're a fucking... You're so is it one, one, lone, one lonely duck? One lonely duck not, or a hundred? Not a lonely duck. <laughs> one vicious... <laughs> Vicious nah, territorial is, duck. I'm just going small. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just going small because, like, that's terrifying as well. Like, Mah! like yes, this, thank yeah. you. Fuck yes, <laughs> another victory. Well, horses aren't terrifying. Nah, no, they're beautiful, they're majestic. Ter- nah, apart from they lose me money. <laughs> yeah, then I fucking hate them. Yeah, I, hate them. <laughs> I, I went to, real quick. I went to see one of Ross Foster's shows called Equus with with another Adelaide comedian. And uh, at the start of the show, Equus is this whole thing about this kid who masturbated over horses and stuff. Okay, like, yeah, right, full on. And, um, and then at the start of the, the, the play, he digs your eyes out of all these horses or whatever. And after the show, Ross was like, so what did you think of the play? I said, yeah, it was kind of full on. Like, he said, but what about the digging out of the eyes of the horses? I'm like, nah, I punt heaps. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I've wanted to dig a few oh, yeah. <laughs> horses' eyes out, champ. Oh, like, fuck like, He's like, oh, that's fucking great. He just, it's yeah, like, you like, missed the point. He's dude. like, you've taken it way too literally. <laughs> <laughs> Love that's it. Fucking, so, you're, yep, so you're taking on the little horses. You're going to kick the them away. Yeah. Just kick them. Yeah, oh, you just thank you. You're underestimating horses in general, man. No, I think I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one size like one duck kind of guy, one giant duck kind of guy. Because once it's over with, it's over with, man. Whereas a hundred horses, you got, you got, you got to think like they're they're pretty nimble, man. See, I and think there's a hundred of them. We talk about. I think he thinks that the horses are going to force some sort of like Megatron like <laughs> horse structure, and yeah. but no, it's just going to be little horses. They're going to come over, and you're going to be but like, horses are intelligent. Oh, They'll gang the fuck up on of, you. Get bro. a can of horse spray, bro, and just fucking. <laughs> <spray. laughs> that kicking? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fucking a bit of bread and throw it at the duck and distract it, it and then just fucking hook well, it. That might work. Yeah. 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 Just put your headphones in and start washing. And yes, <laughs> no horse problem at all. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you so so much for coming thank on, yeah. um, my friend. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great lot of fun. Um, uh, obviously, everyone go check out uh, the beautiful Bogan Mark Ryan on on Facebook. You'll get to see. Have you got a YouTube channel as well? Nah, it's so under. Nah, just just random shit. videos. Yeah, yeah, it's just shit. Yeah. Or Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. So check him out on Instagram. What's your handle on that? Oh, beautiful Bogan. Yeah, yeah. Same with your Facebook yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So make sure you guys go and check that out because uh, now obviously it's our Logan. show this weekend is not going to be is already going to be gone by the time this airs. But have you got anything else coming up that you want to plug? Nah, not not for. Oh, Laugh Lounge. Get 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 along. Laugh Lounge. I'm usually at Laugh Lounge. We're trying to get that room up. Yeah. When's this? Every Saturday night. Every Saturday. So at Rundle Mall. So okay. we're trying, oh, cool. There's a new room in Adelaide. Come support local arts. Try and get. Try and get it up. 
yeah. and running. Yeah. We yeah. need more it's options. It's a really man. beautiful space. Yeah. We need we need more options. Yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a medal night there, so keep your eye out on that. Fuck mm. it. Yeah. We're gonna do dark jokes, so if you're offended, don't come. Don't yeah. come. Don't come. And then afterwards, we're gonna just put on a massive playlist of metal. Yeah. And just all catch Ubers and get drunk. That sounds awesome. That sounds that fucking sounds perfect, perfect awesome. to me. Sounds all right. Hey. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, let's do it. August. Let's line it up. August. All right. September, I don't know. We'll work it out. Either way, we'll let you know. We'll, we'll have it on the socials. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll put it we'll put it on when it comes up. Comes but, about. But uh, thank you so much, my brother. It's been an absolute thank you so pleasure. Much. Take thank care. Thanks for having me on. Absolute Cheers. pleasure. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks, later.